What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 89 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone listening to Combo's Court podcast across the globe. The continued support has been amazing. Appreciate you all more than you know. Today's show, clips from the follow-through with Clips and Drew podcast joins in. We discuss everything going on around the NBA. A great conversation. Always great having Clips on the show. Go subscribe to the follow-through with Clips and Drew and follow Clips on Instagram at Clips555. That's C-L-I-P-P-S-555. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E. T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O, intro music by Luca Beats, let's get into it. Luca on the track. Clips, man. Welcome to Combos Court. How you feeling, man? I just listened to a little bit of the episode with Shay Cotton. You know what I mean? We're out here. We're out here. If they don't know about Shay Cotton on the East Coast, they better they better find out real quick. In a nutshell, what's the story, man? Tell us about Shay Cotton. Shay Cotton was the greatest high school player I've ever seen in my life. Um, really? Oh yeah. I mean, he was a he was a mythical creature growing up before Instagram, before Twitter, before social media, like. You know, all we had was Slam Magazine and newspapers, and Shea was the real deal, man. Like, uh, in his documentary that's that's coming out, uh, it's called Manchild, a, a Dream Deferred. You know, they have everybody in there. Elton Brand, Ron Artest, Baron Davis, Paul Pierce, all of them, Stephen Jackson saying the same thing. Yo, uh, Shea Cotton was LeBron before LeBron. Um, you know, the stories of him dunking in sixth grade were real. Uh, he was he was definitely a man child, six four. At fourteen, he was six four, uh, had a forty two inch vert, and was just he was six four two fifteen. You know, yeah, he was big. He was huge, and you yeah. know, we, just, we were talking a lot. You know, he was about fifteen years too early. You know, because if social was around and people could actually see him play, uh, you know, on their phones, it would have been a different story. You know, Clips thinks that. Uh... Zion at 18 was better than LeBron at 18. Where, yes. where, did, where did Shea fall into uh, Man, that? I mean, dude, I, <laughs> I mean, Zion's bigger, taller, and probably stronger, you know? Yeah. Uh, are you always going to bring up the Zion-LeBron thing? Bro? It's, it's ridiculous. Zion's not great, ridiculous. but he wasn't, he wasn't LeBron at 18, man. It was a big difference. It's not, dude. It's really not. I mean, LeBron I don't think you, I don't think you really believe this, though. I 100% believe that Zion at 18 is a was a better player and more explosive uh, than LeBron James. I do more ex- a- more. You know, there's a lot more to athleticism than jumping off two feet really high. Very true. You're very right, bro. Yeah. You're very right. Do you want to spend an hour talking about this or what? <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> LeBron uh, versus Zion. First thing what- though, for for your listeners, they need to look at Manchild and really see. Uh, what I'm talking about here, because he was the real deal, man. And listen to the follow through with Clips and Drew. The last, uh, the last pod was the one with Shea on it. Go make oh. sure you go check that out for sure, Hell man. Yeah. This, the, this, the this, the injury. Wow. Kind of, it's unfortunate, man. You know, he looked just 
from a money standpoint, it's unfortunate. He's, he's lost so much money. Him and Isaiah Thomas, when I think about mm-hmm. it, how mm-hmm. much money they lost just by getting injured at the wrong time. And, yeah. and from a playing standpoint, you work, you work your whole career to get to this point. This is your prime. You know what I mean? This yeah. is your prime. And when you're at that level, you want to be the greatest ever. You know what I mean? And to go from shooting towards that just from trying to keep your career going is crazy. Well, I mean, I feel horrible, dude. I do. I feel horrible because if you saw pictures of DeMarcus a few weeks ago, the man looked really good. He dropped – he looked like he dropped, you know, 20, 25 pounds, it looked like. It looked like he was on that Draymond diet. It did. It did. You know, yeah. homie, homie went paleo, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I said this when it, when it happened, when he tore his Achilles the first time. It's – people really got to grasp how – you know, even as just a regular person that doesn't play – professional sports like you tear your achilles and it really messes things up bro and it's hard to come back from that now imagine Did you injury clips? not a kid i mean I'm, I'm i'm going through an achilles injury right now i tore my acl twice you know i've, I've torn mine too yeah and oh, yeah. you know we're 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 lucky because um you know medicine and surgeries have gotten way better with the acls over the years you know it's a, it's pretty it's a pretty much an easy surgery that's why you know clay is going to be back by february most likely yeah but when you're that big and you tear your ACL, I mean, it th- throws off the whole balance of your body, dog. And then we saw him go down with the quad, you know, and now we're looking at um, ACL, dude. And, and it's such a shame because this was going to be – this was his shot to, you know, kind of get one more payday. Like, if he played well this year, I think he signed for $5 million this year, you know, and if he was a, a, a really good contributor. Like, Drew was hoping for him to be – he was expecting 15-8 and eight out of DeMarcus this year. And, yeah, if he would have done that, he would have got paid. Uh, yeah, and he would have yeah. gotten, you know, a three-year 30, you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. three-year 40. Um, but it's just not going to happen, dude. And I don't think he's going to play this season because you, you know you can't bring him back. Yeah, and just for him, it, he shouldn't come back this season. you got to really take care of the body. I think he was, man. I think he tried. I mean, he was working out hard. He might have come back from the Achilles too soon. Did you, you ever know? feel like he was moving right, though? Like, even before no. the injuries, it didn't look like he was moving right. And, and, you know, once you start compensating, that's when you get more injuries. What I, what I noticed from him was, you're right, he wasn't moving the same, and he was playing, like, below the basket. You know what I mean? There yeah. was a lot of the, – his, his fast twitch was way off. I saw, you know, a couple – his second bounce didn't look right. And right. Again, It's almost like he got to that uh, Jokic-type athleticism. Not saying totally, he was Jokic, you know what totally. I mean? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, sure. and DeMarcus was, it was a fast dude in Definitely. the box. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. So, you know, for me, like, there's if I'm a Laker fan, there ain't too many bigs out there right now because AD needs a needs a backup, and like, you know, Joachim is up, so maybe, you know, he's one of the last free free agents right now. Uh, he played pretty well last. He played pretty well last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? You 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 just need him for 12 minutes a game. You know, right. depending, except for when the load management comes into play for AD. You know, who's going to be the backup big? Right. This, this is where the Lakers are missing Zubac dog you know yeah. what i mean and anthony and anthony and ad saying he doesn't want to play the five he has to now though homie who else i mean what are you gonna do if lebron's playing the one now which is what everybody's saying who's gonna who's gonna play the four no i agree with you that attitude is kind of crazy i know he's one of the best players in the world but still like you just got to play the position that's best suited for the team combo he's seven foot tall like what else do you want to play bro you're a center <laughs> dog and I know he has that guard mentality because he came up as a guard, you know? Yeah. Like most most really good basketball players do. They come up as of guards. Of course, yeah. Uh, Definitely. But, and, you know, him saying that he doesn't want to play the five, I love hearing that because that means he's already, he's already, like, pissed right now. 
like he's already a little upset and that'll throw drew off a little bit you know because i think it's even with shay on the podcast last night we were talking the most important thing is chemistry dog yeah the lakers have to have the chemistry and if this this mini camp is supposed to bring them that chemistry yeah i like the i like your team's fit a lot better than the lakers i like yeah because we picked the right guys though combo right yeah, like right. we didn't bring even the patrick patterson pickup that's a really good pickup Definitely. how do we how do we finagle patrick patterson dude i have it's, no idea it's, an, just, it's mean, another athletic uh, uh, locker room guy that knows how to play. Like, that, yeah, those yeah. are the guys you want to get. And it seems like we have about nine of those guys on our team, serviceable, serviceable players that can play multiple positions. The legs, right? seem, the, leg, the legs seem fresher. The fit seems better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the Lakers' two best players are a little bit better than the two best players on the mm-hmm. Clippers. But besides mm-hmm. that, it, I mean, it's the Clippers in every way. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see October 22nd, homie. I mean, that's opening night. I'm pretty sure Paul George isn't playing. He won't be playing for the first couple weeks, which is yeah. fine. Again, let's not rush this. Yeah. And I know, I know Paul George's trainer, and he had been saying, dude, he's working his butt off. He's feeling really good. And I said, that's great. But, shit, if he doesn't come back till Thanksgiving, I don't care. You know? Right. As right. long as he's healthy. Because at the end of the day, bro – Health is wealth, and at the end of the season, it's basically who's the healthiest in June, dude. For sure, I always, I always feel. I mean, Paul George is underrated, man. He's no, just, I, he's a beast. I'm, I'm a low. I was a low key hater on Paul George, as far as not not necessarily hater, but I was more like, eh, he's good, but like, you know, I don't think he's great. Drew was all about Paul George. That's all he he wanted. Paul George over LeBron. On the lake. Well, that, that's a little ridiculous, but he did. But that's that. That's that side. That's that sideways Kobe hate. He he yeah. doesn't. He, he doesn't like LeBron because he grew up a Kobe fan. I think it's so. wrong, but I could see where he's coming from in terms of the fit of the current NBA. But when you're the best player, by, well, he's not. He's not the best player by far anymore. But when no. you're the best player by far, it doesn't matter the fit. You know what I mean? I totally agree. And LeBron's coming back to do damage, dude. I mean, oh he, yeah, he's coming back with a vengeance. What what's Drew's? opinion on who should be the vocal point of the offense like ad or lebron well i mean ad's never been the vocal point of an offense dude because he's not a guard it's lebron's team homie it's it's lebron's way or no way dog you know um i I think rondo should be in on that because rondo's that kind of guy he's cut from that cloth but no matter what no matter what you say it's gonna be it's lebron and i think lebron realized they're gonna go as far as LeBron can take them, dude. That's just what it is. I agree. I think he's coming out with a vengeance as well. Um, so, look, man, Carmelo, he's been uh, working out with the Nets in L.A., close mm-hmm. to you. Uh, mm-hmm. do you. You like that fit? Uh, Melo on the Clips? Yeah, no, on the Nets. He's been working out with the Nets guys in L.A. Oh, with Brickley and all those cats out there. No, I, th- I don't know if Brickley's there, but I know it's with the Nets. That's well, the report. Then, yeah. I mean, give this guy some burn, dude. And if it's the Nets, it's the Nets. They could use scoring, right? Yeah, Katie's not there for sure. Katie's not there. D'Lo's not there. And Melo can still get buckets, bro. It's just the simple fact that Melo needs to realize his role. Like, if they bring him on the team as the seventh dude, he's got to be the seventh dude. Or, that you know, Melo might be able to start. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's- for sure. He could be like a placeholder for KD. Obviously not as good as KD. No. But – Definitely. Why not? Kind of like, like, kind of like how D Russell's with the Warriors, you know? Well, I'm I'm curious about that fit. I really am because I still think D'Lo can be, you know, twenty, twenty three, twenty four points a game, which is nice. That's what you need. I don't think Melo's that guy. If you can get thirteen, fifteen out of Melo a night, that's 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 a positive. 
Yeah. I mean, what? Why? When did when when did shooters like go out of style in the NBA? Like Melo can shoot the rock and score. So why? Well, the is thing he, is, is when you're not the go-to guy, you got to be a catch-and-shoot guy. You okay. know, he's he's not really that. He likes to pound it first. Mm-hmm. And you know, the same thing with Joe Johnson. Like when Joe Johnson was in his prime, you know, he's gonna have a spot in the league. But as, as he gets older, it's gonna be harder for him because he's not really like a, a floor spacer. You know, oh, homie, have you been seeing Joe Johnson in the big three? No, but I know, but it's ISO pound, 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 pound right. score. You know who's like that? It's funny you say that because I mean, Joe, I think Joe Johnson, I've said it many times, can get on a team right now. I mean, his, I think, ta- his talent level is higher than 60, 70% of the league. Agreed. Be, and he's in yeah. shape, homie. He's yeah. pulling step back four pointers in the big three that is just Aquafina, nothing but net. You know, no, what I, I mean? agree. I agree. There's I just. I just say when you lose a little bit of a step when you're that yes. type of guy, it's yes. hard for you to get, you know, it's hard for you to get a spot. Yes, and it's funny you say that, like pound, pound, shoot players, because uh, Jamal Crawford's the same way. Jamal Crawford's never right. been a catch-and-shoot guy. He likes off movement and off a dribble. Like, that's when he gets his most buckets. And I guess you're right. Like, Melo does the same thing, and Joe Johnson does the same thing. But I'm even watching, like, like Will Bynum playing in the big three, I'm like, somebody can pick this guy up. Monte Ellis is still hooping. Like – there, there's some dudes that can actually put – and back to Melo really fast, though. Yeah. He's always been working out, dude. You know what I mean? He yeah, stayed definitely. with him. He's a gym rat. I know those runs at the lifetime, you know, with, with Westbrook and LeBron. I know they're not the most heavily contested, like, defensive games, but Melo still gets his. For sure. You know? For sure. And I don't know why people are just hating on this dude so much. And I don't want Melo to go out like that. You know what I, I mean? Nah, I hope not either. I hope the Nets do give him an opportunity. But I do feel like he could focus on the things that that will help him sustain a career in the NBA, even when he's not, like, the go-to, go-to guy. Like, just focus on catch and shoot. Focus trying your hardest on defense. You know what I mean? Right. Like, these well, things. And, and the other things, he's a bucket. That's just going to come. Mm-hmm. He just got to make sure he's on the floor. You know right. what I mean? And uh, you, you ask the coach. If the coach says, we want you on the team, but this is what we want from you and expect from you. You know, and if he's willing to do that, you know, the guy that wasn't willing to do that was Allen Iverson. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. 100%. And, you you know, you are who you are. And some people just don't change. Some people don't adapt. And uh, it could be the downfall for a lot of people. And, you know, here's another option is what if Carmelo, like Carmelo can go to China, bro, and be the biggest player, you know, in that country. His brand is huge over there. He can go over there, make a boatload of money, be the man, get buckets. That should be an option too, but I think his pride's in the way with that. He's like, you know, I don't want to have to go to China to, to play. He still wants to, you know, chase the chip a little bit. But I think you know, that's tough when your best friends are, you know, LeBron, Chris Paul, D. Wade, and you're the guy who goes to China. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. I, no, I like it. I like it. I like the fit for him. I agree with you. I'm just saying mm-hmm. from his point of view, you know. And honestly, if I'm mellow, like why why didn't the Lakers pick him up? Why not? The Lakers need shooting more than anything. He's LeBron's best friend. Like, what is it LeBron telling management no? So what do you think it is? I'll ask you. What do you think? I don't know, bro. I mean, there must be something backstory that we don't know, dude. Because from what I hear, Carmelo is actually a really good teammate. He's a good person. He He's a, you know, he's been a superstar in the league for a long time. Um, you'd think it'd be one phone call. Like, if who was who LeBron's boy that went everywhere with him and now is in the front office? Damon Jones? Jones? No, not Damon. It's the other one. J- uh, uh, the 6'6 six, six shooter. 6'7 six, shooter. Yeah, what was his? Oh, I keep wanting to say Jermaine Jones. But uh, 
this boy that he James went everywhere. Jones. No, James Jones, right? No, James uh, Jones. What's his name, man? I forget. This is crazy. But Le- he went everywhere with LeBron because yeah. LeBron said, okay, like why, you know, you need shooters. Shooting is the only way you're going to win in this league, you know? And, right, and, right. And if Melo just has to – like why is Jamal Crawford not on a team, bro? I don't get this. I mean, like, if, Vince, if Vince is on a team, Jamal Crawford – Exactly. <laughs> you need scores, like – I know as much as I wanted Jamal back on the Clippers, like that's just too much coming off the bench. Like if you have Lou Will and Trez and Jamal Crawford coming off the bench, like that's just a lot of buckets. Like I don't know where the – you know, there ain't enough time. Yeah, there's only one basketball. There's only so much time. Right. And I don't want to see, you know, Jamal and his career in Orlando or Phoenix. You know what I mean? These guys like Melo, you know, I want to see him on the Bucks or, you know, the the Lakers or the Clippers, some of these guys, dude. Yeah. I was, you know, what's funny. You just mentioned the Suns, and I was listening to Bill Simmons' pod. And he speaks to the fact that he thinks that um, Devin Booker's a bad team, good stats guy. Okay, that makes sense. I, do you feel that, like, on a good team, do you feel like he could average twenty five? And do you think he could be a the like potentially? Because what is he twenty one now? He's like, so young. Yeah, he's so 22. young. Do you, do you think there's still potential for him to be the best player on a championship team? On a championship team, yeah. yeah. I mean, the dude can score, bro. Anybody that puts up seventy in the game can score. You know what I That's mean? That's a fact. And, and he's That's bigger crazy. than people think. He's big, dude. Yeah. Like, he, he's a big guard. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's on a team. And I, I don't think he is that killer, you know? I don't think he's that has that killer mentality kind of guy. Um, but he's locked in in Phoenix, dude. So the only way that they're going to be successful is if they build a team around him. He's locked in for another five years, you know? He, Which they, he, are, they are building around him. Yeah, but Phoenix, supposedly their management isn't great. Like, they want to get rid of the owner. You know, they want a new arena. Phoenix is a good city, too, dude. Like, I like Phoenix a lot, actually. Uh, I don't think DeAndre Ayton's going to be, like, um, a force in the NBA. I don't, I'm don't. i not sold on him yet. So, I'm not too sure. But I don't know he, how well the modern NBA fits his game. Yeah, because it's not a big man's game anymore, dog. Yeah, you yeah. got to be You got to be a versatile big man, dog, that can run the floor and, you know, shoot threes and – and do and DeAndre's a big. That's a big dude. I'm not saying the big man is obsolete, but you because Jared Jackson's a straight five, but he can mm-hmm. shoot the three. He's a rim protector. He can run the floor. Yeah, you know the what most, I mean. So, you kind of had like the and I, I don't mean to keep going back to the Clippers, but like the one thing Doc told your name you, is Clips, bro. You're that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. I like to talk about the Clippers a lot. Um, <laughs> but the one thing they asked from Zubak was, "Hey, we want to stretch you. I want you to work on your three this year." And so that's all he's been working on. His nose for the ball is great. You know, he he runs the floor really well, shoots a good mid-range. But in order to uh, adapt to this new NBA, your five has to be able to shoot the three. You know, Anthony can shoot the three. Yes. Um, I don't know how many times they want him shooting the three every game. But, uh, yeah, so you just work – you have to be able to shoot, dude. So I'm not sold on DeAndre Ayton yet. Again, these guys are so young. I, I don't like judging people. When they're this young, I want to see them three, four years in the NBA um, and then see where they're at. You know what I mean? Like if Ben Simmons literally doesn't – is shooting 20% from the field, you know, uh, in in 2022, like I'm over him. You know, like you can – Well, the Sixers can't be over them. They gave him no, max. <laughs> they did They did max him. I don't, he, he's still tradable though. People would still take him and take that Oh, contract. for sure. Sure. Um, you got to put him with the right fit. If he never gets a jump shot, he could still be a, like a championship player. You just have that, like, like him on the Bucks. I know the Greek freak has that role, but that would be, 
with shooters around him. Yeah, that would be tough. amazing. Yeah. Him and now they got now they got Horford and um and Bede, and like that's not really a great fit because you can't slide Ben to the four when you have to, you know. And who's clogging the lane, bro? All yeah. his buckets are getting to the lane. Right. I, I love Al, I love Al Horford, and I take him on my team any day. And I think again, I I'll go back to it. Like, first of all, Horford guarded Embiid and Giannis very well. Like he he was, they had a really hard time playing against Al Horford because he's just that guy. So I yeah. think it was more like if you can't beat him, join him. So like he always hey, steps up in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but to pay him, I you know he was looking at the Clippers too and the Lakers, but to pay him thirty million dollars a year is just too much. But again, I think that going this this season is going to be so load management heavy, and we don't know the kind of health that Embiid's in. We saw in the playoffs how he just does not take care of himself, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the, you know he wasn't practicing; he had diarrhea for two days. But you're seeing him eating cheeseburgers on the on the on the. Why well, he's the, getting a massage, right? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, fix yourself. So I think they're planning for Embiid to not be playing, you know, 60 – to be only playing 60 games this year, hopefully. You know, 60-game regular season games. Yeah. Embiid, Embiid, Embiid understands the current culture. Though. He's trolling when he starts eating burgers at the massage table. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But, like – and you listen to Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons said, I'm waiting for just that one moment where we see him, like, in the gym, like we saw Giannis, like – his body on on because th- imagine if Embiid like literally took care of his body and really right. worked at it like he would be a major problem dude. right I heard I heard uh, Bill Simmons talking about that and he was talking about he wants to see that IG moment you're right yes that's, that's what he was saying and yes. you know and you know who just had that IG moment right who Luca with the weight oh, did he yeah. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I saw Porzingis. I saw Porzingis. Ah, you got yeah. Check check Lucas Instagram. He, he's oh, with the weights. Nice? What's he doing? Yeah, he's he's headed the weights. He looks like he shed a little bit of the baby fat. It looks like it. So we'll oh, see, man. Okay. Well, we'll he's see. a problem, bro. He's an MVP in the next five years. Definitely. He's Definitely. an MVP. Him, or, you know, and if Jokic, I think all Jokic has to do is raise that three point percentage up a little bit, and he could be an MVP this year. <laughs> he could. He's just. You mean Slokic? Because that's what we call him. Well, yeah, he's definitely slow. That's a good one. He's so nice, though, bro. He is dead nice, Clips. If he would get in the locker room. (laughs) If he would get in the the gym. But maybe he's the kind of guy that doesn't need to get in the gym. I don't think he needs it, honestly. Right, his fat boy game is like that's his game. Yeah, like that guy in um, whoever, you know, in LA Fitness, he just got game. He's just cooking the young dudes who are more athletic. Yeah, you, exactly. That's you. Exactly. (laughs) All right, let's shift to the Warriors, man. Should we write them off? Do you feel like we should write them off? No. I no think, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about championship level for this season. No, they're still in it, bro. They're okay. in it. Okay. I mean, come on, dude. We're going to write these off, these guys off. I mean, they lost a lot. I mean, they lost Quinn Cook, which I really liked, and the Lakers picked him up. I really liked Quinn Cook. Yeah. Obviously, Durant's gone, but Clay's going to be back. Uh, you know, I want to see how D'Lo fits in. Steph. I'm worried about because I, I don't want him to have to play 38 minutes a game, you know, 78 games this season for them to be a contender. You feel me? Right, right. Like, D'Lo's there to take some some scoring load off of him, you know? And yeah. I think – and they picked up a couple couple other guys. They picked up uh, some bigs that run the floor. I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, they picked up a few different people, dude, and I think they're going to be just fine. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it depends on when Clay comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Draymond will be focused. You know, I think he'll keep that same shape. 
And I think mm-hmm. Steph has a chance to be, you know, I'm, I'm saying everybody's going to be the MVP, Jokic, LeBron, Steph. Mm-hmm. But, he, I mean, Steph is going to have their game. They weren't better without Durant, but sometimes their game flows better without Durant. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they definitely weren't better, and I've always said that. But Steph sometimes looks better when he didn't have Durant on the court with him, and he's going to have a whole season like that. If he could stay healthy, he's going to have an amazing season. Agreed. I don't, I don't think they could win an NBA championship this season. Combo, again, dog, if, it depends who's healthy. going in, like, Right. If, it depends on other teams' health, too, obviously. Again, if, yeah. if Kawhi and Paul George aren't 100% going into the playoffs, we don't have a chance against a super healthy LeBron and a super healthy AD and vice versa. Same thing with Milwaukee. If Giannis goes down, it's a wrap. You know? Right. Okay, I'm saying all things equal. If everybody's mm-hmm. healthy, I don't mm-hmm. see the Warriors winning a championship this year. I think they'll be very good and very entertaining. They'll compete. They'll compete. They'll compete. They'll compete. Mm-hmm. But the Clippers, to me, have a, the edge. But we also over, have to see the chemistry. You know, we over, know the- under, over under 45 wins for the, for the Warriors. What do you think? Oh, over. Over 45? Over 45. Okay, yeah. okay. What do you, Over how do you 50? feel? I'd say between 50 and 55. Really? Because they got the Clippers at 54, bro. Well, I think the Clippers are a little higher than that. Well, you know, low management. We don't know. That's the thing. Right, right. You know? It's going it's to be interesting, right? Because when, when, when do you rest these players, bro? It's going to be a real thing this year. So there's well, going to be some sad NBA fans. Right. Kawhi, I mean – Kawhi has the right now. Like, he won a championship with the load management thing. Like, nobody's mm-hmm. going to bother him. He's going to play when he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think the Clippers players will be used? How, what do you, how many games are you expecting Paul George and Kawhi to play? I'm, 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 in my brain, I'm still at this 60-65 thing, you know? Yeah, that makes That's sense. I'm, I'm seeing, I think, we're lucky enough to, like, on our back-to-back, we have 13 back-to-backs this season. You know, I think on those back-to-backs, one of them's going to be sitting, you know? I don't think they're both going to be out at the same time. They're pretty much interchangeable. You know, if we lose one, at least we got Paul or at least we got Kawhi. And then again, people forget we had pretty much the same unit last year go to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Right. We still have Lou Williams. Trez was beasting all summer, bro. All summer, this guy was just on people all over the country getting buckets. You know, he's worked on his game. Um, these kids that we got from uh, our Zubox been working. These kids from Florida State that we got look really nice. And then again, Jermichael Green and Patrick Patterson. We have these these fillers, dude, that are really good. And again, we got Shamit and Shamit. He's I'm, I'm nice. A, he's nice, and I'm a huge fan of him. And I, I'm saying, dude, this is my number. He's going to shoot 48 percent from three this year. He's perfect for the. I always talk about the modern NBA. He's perfect for it. He's like a little clay. You, know? yeah, you want to talk about catch and shoot. That's the kind of players you want. That is yeah. Landry Shamit, bro. And I, compa- and I don't mean to compare him to Clay because they're light-skinned and got curly hair. But, <laughs> you know, Clay's a little bigger, but they play the same kind of game. Is there any concerns from a business standpoint for what the Clippers did, how much they gave up in the future? Obviously, this season will be a lot better, but mm-hmm. do you have any concerns about that? I think we're all, we have an owner that's all in, bro, and we have a – we have a coach and a front office and a team that is all in on winning, bro. We want to win right now. The culture has shifted. Um, I think, yeah, we, the reason why we accumulated all of these assets that we had, we got 13 picks, bro, from Blake right. and CP and the Tobias deal. And, and Jerry wasn't just doing that for the hell of it. He was stockpiling just for that moment, dude. We, he, he had planned for, three, for two seasons that these free agents were going to be up. And we had the assets to do it. And, you know, we're in a position. We saw last season that the team bought in and we made the playoffs and we gave pretty, you know, we gave the Golden State Warriors a, a you know, a tough, a tough 
six games. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. And our mentality, man, Patrick, I didn't even bring up Patrick Beverly. Like, Jesus, dude. Patrick Beverly's the, the nucleus of our team. Their defensive lineup is ridiculous this season. Homies, three of the top five best defenders in the NBA are on the starting are starting on the Clippers. You know? Right. Now, we're calling it Clamp City because that's what it is. And everybody says on the team that it all starts with Patrick. Patrick gets everybody hyped, bro. And, you know, I, can only, I can't wait to see Patrick just – vibe off of Kawhi and Paul George like just the intensity I can't wait and it's from a, for, from a business standpoint dude we're just fine Ballmer's gonna is putting together literally the best facility in the world in 2024 he's gonna generate you know 10,000 jobs in Inglewood which Inglewood really needs and Los Angeles really needs like the shift is coming dude the shift is really coming and I, you know I understand why why Kawhi and Paul George signed two-year deals I get it two-year with a third-year op like, I understand that's kind of the, the way people are going now. You know, right. just, in, just in case the slim chance that this doesn't work, you know, because we have two years to do it, bro. So you're saying it's good for both sides? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we didn't – what are we going to do with 13 picks, bro? Like, we, ha- we need to strike right now. If you have the opportunity, we gave up a whole bunch to get, to get uh, Paul George. We gave up a whole bunch. And I know we didn't want to give up uh, Shea. We, I know we didn't, but uh, Presti is a savage too. And he said, the only way this deal is going to go is we'll take your five picks, you know, uh, uh, Gallo and Shea. And we had to do it because you're not going to come across these opportunities too much. I mean, Paul George wasn't even on the board, dude. Nobody even knew it. Kawhi got in his ear. Something, I don't got know in what his happened. ear. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we started with Shea. We ended with Shea. What a okay. day. <laughs> Two different shades. Two like totally different shades. <laughs> right, Clips, man. You're always welcome. Back on Combo's Court, man. Appreciate you being here. Yo, hey, but, Combo, no. thanks for having me on, dude. I appreciate Yo, you it. Gotta, you got to come back to New York soon, man. Me and Kodiak will hang out, man. Appreciate it's happening, you. bro. It's happening. Talk soon. Talk soon. All right, dude. Peace. There it is. Episode 89 is in the books. Big shouts to Clips for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, let me know how you feel about this episode right on the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for episode 90. Combo out.